0: A few mini lessons and a main one from me this morning on Jonah 3. And the main point is for us in church to remember that our God lives and He reigns. And is seated now, um, reigning over all and He saves. And He saves people in Jonah 3. And he saves people in 2023 and it's happening in cities across the world at the moment. People are turning to Jesus and being saved and it can happen in Cardiff. So my job is to fire us up with confidence in the Lord God who's alive, isn't he? Okay, that's the end of the sermon. Good job done. (laughs) I overheard one of my sons say yesterday to his mother, not in earshot of me, I don't want to be a Tottenham fan. It was forced upon me by Dad. Do you know why he said that? Because he's got no confidence in Tottenham. And all of his friends are Liverpool fans and Barcelona fans and they've won things and poor old us. My son doesn't have any confidence, but we mustn't be like that as Christians. We can have confidence that the Lord God can save Cardiff. And In chapter 2, Jonah prays two prayers. The first one is this, Help! And then the second one is this, How may I serve you? And here's the first mini lesson as we share Jesus in Cardiff. Um, Do you feel that you've gone too far? And you can't join in the great kingdom of God and the movement of the Lord Jesus across the world? Rubbish! Um, There's hope for everyone listening here and at home. No matter what you've done in your life. You can pray now in your seat. Help, I'm lost. And He will save you. And then you can pray another one. How may I serve you? There's fresh grace this morning to serve the Lord. That's why we come to church to confess together and grow together. And that's what Jonah does. And he goes off to Nineveh in verse 3. He walks 500 miles. Would he walk 500 more? Five to 700 miles actually if you put in the hills and it takes him three days and that's important because in the Bible really important things happen on third days in the Hebrew scriptures so we know something exciting's happened so that was mini lesson number one you can all have forgiveness now and new hope and get serving God in church and the movement that lasts forever and Jonah's off to Nineveh and we're off to Cardiff and now here's mini lesson two get your spirit right When you shared Jesus in Cardiff. Faith in action. But get your spirit right. Now, spot the difference. Chapter 3 verse 2 and chapter 1 verse 2. What was the difference? The shrewd among you will have seen it. Did you see it? Here's chapter 1 verse 2. Jonah, go and proclaim against the city. Here's chapter 3 verse 2. Jonah, go and preach to the city. Isn't that interesting? Did you spot the difference? You preach against it. You preach to it. What does that mean? It means this. When we share Jesus in the city to our loved ones, and we must, and it's an honor, our attitude must include the whole truth, and sometimes that will feel like, oh, they're against me, or I'm against them, because it's awkward to share the Bible. But you've also got to do it for people. Jonah's got a package deal here. It's like, you're going to say things which is awkward, but make sure you're for them. This is all one deal now, the Christian message. Stand, but be for people. Love them. This is for the best. So make sure your uh, your spirit is right. Our commission in this city is to be for people. And yes, to stand against evil, and sometimes point things out in our own lives, and our loved ones' lives that are evil, but when we do it, it's for their good, because we want the very best for them. So how is your spirit this morning to non-Christians, to the most evil people in the city? How is our spirit? See, Jonah, he's sent, and it's going to disturb Nineveh. It's awkward. They're going to have to really be shaken to the core. And it's a bit like going to the gym. Um, You've got to lift a weight, and nobody likes it. But it sort of feels good as well. You get, the weight is for me. I'm going to lift this thing now, and it's going to be, oh, it's like it's against me, but it's also sort of for me. I understand. You get the sort of nuance here, against and for. Or you go to a doctor, a surgeon, and nobody celebrates whilst the surgeon's doing his thing, but afterwards, you know, you've got a new hip, you're back on the dance floor. So the surgeon was against me, but he's also for me, or I'm back in the bowls club, and can could do this, So he was against me and he was for me. That is the message and style of the Christian uh, here in Jonah 3 and for us as well. The city needs us to stand and point the way to God. But in a way that they just know we love them as well. Because the Lord God loves people. And you're to be little replicas of him. So that was mini lesson two. Get your spirit right. Um, what is this sort of awkward weightlifting gym session that Jonah's going to say? It's this. Nineveh, in 40 days, is all over for you. You've got six weeks, and then it's curtains. And that's not an easy message to share. It's not popular then. If you come to Christ to be popular, you're not going to be popular. You're going to be Billy No-Mates sometimes. It's awkward. It's over for you in 40 days. There's always been awkward to invite people to church. By the way, we're in chapter three now of Jonah. Have you invited anyone to church in this series of sharing Jesus in the city? There's a meal at half five tonight and they can come to that. So ask your friends. It can't all just be on me and the elders to invite people to church. Get them. It's awkward. But be for them because it's good to hear about Jesus. Now here's mini point number three. Cities are great. It's all gearing to the main big point. Cities are great. Uh, This version is not very good in this verse. uh, But it should say, Jonah, you go to that great city of Nineveh. Now this author loves the word great. He says great fish, uh, great wind. And now he says great city, Nineveh, the capital of Assyria. Here's a question for you. Why are cities great in the Bible? You ever thought about that? Why are cities often called great in the Bible? And if Cardiff was in the Bible, it would be called, probably called, the Great City of Cardiff. Why? Because this is important and really involves us. So we can't let this slide. The answer really is this cities set standards for all the little places around them, cities set cultural standards. Political standards, financial standards, educational standards, often, and often religious standards, because things flow downstream, usually. And cities tend to be trend setters. And you are Christians in a centrally, magnificently important city. I mean, the, it's whopping, and things flow downstream. Now, when I used to live at the top of a stream in the valleys, the stream ended down in Bridge End. I would never eat or drink the water in that river by Bridge End. Do you want to know why? Because people where I lived used to throw trolleys in the river and they'd go rusty and then down it would go into Bridge End. so I was always suspicious of the water. I had a neighbor on drugs two houses down, he was a friend of mine, he used to wee in the stream and that's what I used to watch on a daily basis, him just Weeing and then it downstream it goes into the waters of Bridgend because things flow downhill. It is not great Ogmore Vale. It's not great Aberaeron. It's not great Bedwas. It's not even great Kafili in this sort of sense, though those places are great in their own way. It is great Cardiff. And you, many of you, are in a church in a central location in the great city of Cardiff. Huge responsibility. Not only that, some people in our church work in the government, which is why we pray for them, because they influence things. Some of you work in schools. Some of you are in schools, in a city, and you are around and may even become yourselves incredibly influential key people. Some people live on the same street as massively important people. Imagine... Cardiff became Christian. And it burst out from members in Park End Church. How do we not believe that? Because we should. Because it happens here to Nineveh. And now we come to the last point of the day. The big lesson. Something great happens when a church member takes God seriously. And it happens in the great city of Nineveh. And it can happen in the great city of Cardiff. Something happens in this city in Iraq. Largely, it, has, it lasted for a hundred years. It hasn't really happened since in Iraq, which is why we pray for Iraq. And the preaching of the word arrives in verse 4 by someone like me or someone like you. Someone just says something about God and massive things happen. And in verse 5 it says, the whole city responds. So here comes the little people taking God seriously. And boom! The whole city changes from people like us. Let me tell you a story about a nervous young man who didn't want to say much about God to his circle of friends. He was called Jack. And this is a true story. And when Jack was a little boy, he was so nervous of everything, the church called him Little Jack. And one day... The preacher went to the youth club. Jack was about 12, I think, or 13. And he said, Little Jack, you're going to come knocking door to door with me this weekend. We're going to tell people about God. Don't worry, you won't have to say a word. You come knocking door to door with me, little Jack. We're going soul winning. And little Jack said... And he felt sick. And then little Jack went home, and he said, Mama, this weekend... I've been asked to, I've been, I've been asked to, I can't do it. Anyway, Mama said, you're going. Next, next day, preacher knocks on the door. Come on, little Jack. They go soul winning down the street. The Preacher comes to the first house. Says, now don't you worry, little Jack. You don't have to say a word. You just watch and learn. He knocked the door. A man comes to the door hello, sir. Little Jack wants to say a few words to you. <laughs> it's a true story, because he said it changed his life. And the old Jack went, uh, uh, would, you, would, you, would you like to come to church on Sunday with me? <gasps> the man said, yeah, sure, okay. And the next day, the man went to church. And then halfway through, Jack said, would you, would you like to become a Christian and trust the Lord God? And the man said, You know what, Jack? I think I would. You arrived just at the right time in my life. And they prayed together. And that man became a Christian. Do you know why? Because people in Nineveh and people where Jack lived and people in Cardiff respond when people talk about God. It's a wonderful thing. Here's Jonah's message. You don't have to word it like this. Sometimes there's a time to do it. He essentially says this to Nineveh. Your kingdom is over. Get ready for another one. You say that to individuals. You can say that on a city-wide level. You can say that to the empire of the west. Your kingdom will soon be over. I know it sounds like you're in a weightlifting session with me at the moment, but this will be good. Now pay attention. You are soon to enter a world that never ends. Your mini-kingdom is over. Don't live for that one. Are you ready for the world to come? That's His message. That's our message. In this world to come, there's another king. So it can't be you anymore. You have to repent and bow the knee to this king. And that's good for you, because he's a good king. He'll take care of you better than you or your other little kingdom ever could. And they listen. And an evil city becomes a saved city. And in 2023, people are still listening. And it can be Cardiff, and it can be Kafili, and it can be Bedwas. In the 18th century in Great Britain, it was a rotten time. There was the gin craze. It was causing ruin on many levels. There was cockfighting and gambling and prostitution running rife. And then arrives a little chap called John Wesley. And the whole country is changed forever. In 1859, Wales was in a bad state. Along came a little chap called David Morgan. And the whole country listened and was changed. In 1904, Wales was in another bad state. And a little chap arrived called Evan Roberts. and He preached about God. And the whole city, the country was changed forever. And he used to sit on the back pew before he died of this church. Did you know that? And in 1949 in the Isle of Skye in Scotland, it was in a bad way. And then a little chap called Duncan Campbell arrived. And he started preaching about God and the world to come. And the whole island and the one next to it was saved. Because the best bit about this whole chapter is people believe God. And that's amazing. Amazing. And we could be part of that. It's funny. We're just like postmen handing a letter on. That's what Jonah does. Here's a letter from God. You need to get ready for the world to come. He's amazing. Get on board. And some way and somehow when we hand that letter over, Jesus works. And his spirit works. And people get saved. And it's like you can hear the same thing for 19 years, and then one day when someone hands you the letter, the Spirit of God is moving at the same time, and it's like scales fall down your eyes. I remember when I was 19, and I became a Christian, and all these old ladies started coming towards me and saying, we've been praying for you for 19 years, and that's why we don't give up on people. Because sometimes when we preach in our cities and our circles of influence, suddenly people change and they get it so don't give up on people you've been praying for for a very long time Jonah chapter 3 says people heard not Jonah God God's on the move God's on the move a hundred and twenty thousand people saved by my maths which is often wrong that's about a quarter of Cardiff even the animals are involved in this one You know in weddings when you decorate the car as well, just get everyone involved in this good news. Get the animals involved. Romans 8 says for you pet lovers, they're going to be changed as well. So definitely get the animals involved. The whole city becomes a giant church. Even the animals are on board. A couple more things before I wrap this up. Just in case you're worried. The king enforces the laws. A good translation is, he shares this message by his authority. A bad translation is by his decree. This isn't Sharia. This isn't forced. That's important. The meaning here is, those in influence, you know when they encourage people to put a black armband on in a football match? Or they ask someone to clap for two minutes for someone? It's that kind of authority. But it's based on the whole city in verse 5, has already responded to the preaching. Joan, Jesus says people respond to the preaching. This is a giant move of God. It's not being forced from politics. People aren't being held at knife point to turn to the living God. It's the preaching from regular people like us just telling people about what we did on Sunday and what we learned about God and how our faith helps us get through difficult times. It's that type of stuff. It's saying, this kingdom's passing. Can I tell you about one which is going to last forever? It's that type of stuff. So 120,000, a quarter of Cardiff, that's some of you going home and finding for the first time your loved ones are now ready for heaven. They're ready when they weren't before. And they're becoming like Christ. They are ready to face death. They've met God. That's the power of Of the gospel. 120,000 people. And here's why it matters as I close. Because 160,000 people are going to die today. And Park End is here to help people get them focused. 40 days. Some people have got less than 40 minutes. Before they enter eternity. Some people have got less than 40 seconds. And so I close with this exciting point again. This is the power of the cross. Christ became sin for us, and that's power. And there are Ninevites in glory now, because church members shared that wonderful news that Christ saves lost people. And a few of our church members this week and last week are now with the Ninevites praising the Lamb who was slain for sinners Now wouldn't it be wonderful if many, many more join that kingdom. In the name of the Father and the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.